Drums, please. Welcome to episode 21 of the Dealers Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and we have made it. We're 21. We are responsible adults now, and we're going to try to act like them, but I'm not extremely confident. So it is the middle of the summer, and it has been hot out. And it has been full of barbecues and sunshine, some extreme heat. Let's talk about the heat for a second. It's been nuts. But here in Syracuse, upstate New York, we do not complain. Well, yeah, people still complain about it, which is crazy given the amount of cold and snow we get up here. But either way, it is summertime. We're enjoying ourselves. And let's say when it's hot out, people do spend more time inside when it's like oppressive hot out. And so we're going to talk today about the car buying experience online where people are more likely instead of walking a hot car lot, they're going to stay online and they're going to do a lot of their shopping there. And that's not just something that has to do with the heat. That's also just something that has to do with consumer behavior. In order to kick that off, we have uh, an article written this past week in Automotive News regarding CarMax and talking about some steps that they've been taking to move forward in the digital retailing space to make the process easier and faster, more integrated with our lives. They're not the only one doing it, but this article I thought was a great opportunity to bring up the topic and to just talk through it a little bit. We're also going to talk about Facebook stepping into 3D memories and photos. I think it merits a second to talk about that because let's face it, whatever Facebook starts to do, consumers start to get used to consuming content in that way. And then industry that sells online usually has to pivot. So we're going to talk about that as well. And we're also going to talk a little bit about a really interesting article. It's not like super current, but it's relatively current. And I I just thought it was really interesting going through the buyer's journey based on what people are actually clicking on and some people's actual search history and intent and how that actually plays out and you know how that customer interacted with the brand, manufacturer brands, with the dealership brands, with customer review sites. And I thought that was interesting to share as well. So let's get into the content. Article came out regarding CarMax saying it's expanding its offerings for online consumers. And CEO Bill Nash says, because customers are now able to do more digitally before before they come to the store, we're also empowering our associates with new tools and training to leverage the customer's digital progress, making it simpler, easier, and faster for them to complete their purchase. Again, that's CarMax CEO Bill Nash. CarMax's spokeswoman, Claire Hunter, goes on to say, company is going to be able to deliver as much or as little of the car buying experience online as customers want. This is proactive behavior. We talk about three types of dealers, proactive, active, reactive. The proactive dealer is always looking over the horizon, trying to measure what the customer wants and building tools and solutions that deliver it. Now, I'm not saying that CarMax is the only one doing this. Heck no. Lots of people, all the proactive dealers out there are already knee deep, waist deep, some of them neck deep in this. As a matter of fact, Congruent, our creative agency, is building out some media to launch a digital retailing solution for a local dealership group here in Syracuse. And let me tell you, they put a lot of time, energy, and attention into it. They're investing in creating awesome media and branding content around it, and it's going to be great. So this is not just national. This is happening all over the country. And you know, we've talked about consumer distrust, or at the very best, their disdain for being in a dealership, which is a little disappointing when, you know, a manufacturer makes a franchise owner build a palace to house cars and 
create some experience that most customers either don't want to go to or spend a lot of time in or they already expect a hassle before they show up. So that that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. And we'll see how that plays out over the years. Maybe buildings are going to start getting smaller, more compact, more dialed in. You know, sometimes it just takes a while to change and pivot to that mentality. Well, back to the consumer mentality. Think about how we value our time. Time is the actual asset. It's the ultimate commodity. Look at the home screen on your phone and think about how quickly you navigate through those icons, how you'll spend a few seconds here and a few seconds there, a minute here, five minutes there. And you're constantly bouncing back and forth based on where you feel like spending your time in that moment. So for an auto dealer to require somebody to come in and spend three to six hours on site to buy a car, you are making a huge ask of that customer. And most times, let's face it, they feel inconvenienced as they're waiting for managers. They feel inconvenienced as they're waiting for paperwork and they're waiting for signatures. Yes, we try to make the environment comfortable, but that's how that's how you feel. You feel inconvenienced. People want to feel convenienced. We're allocating our time in such small increments. I know some people who have multiple web tabs open and when they're served up a YouTube pre-roll video, it might just be six seconds. The second that video starts to roll, they click to another tab to get that six seconds in on something that they want to do more than watching the ad that's being served up to them. I'm not a millennial. I'm 39, so I'm right on the fringe, and I don't typically have that level of uh, savvy and hopping around and allocating my seconds, but it's probably not an age thing. It's probably a personality thing, but you know, I'm sure the millennial generation and Gen Z, like they're just more accustomed to allocating their time in micro increments. So with that being said, we need to not waste the consumer's time and wherever they feel like their time isn't being wasted is going to be where they go. So this feature by CarMax to be able to pick up right where the consumer left off has a ton, a ton of merit. Digital retailing, being able to accomplish steps online is great. Being able to pick up where they left off whenever they feel like it and whenever they want to is even better. This article talks about CarMax having a pilot program where they can do just about everything except for sign. In some states, I think they can sign, but just about everything online besides signing and they guarantee that they'll get them in and out of the dealership in less than half of an hour. That is a wow moment, especially if the customer values their time that highly. So if you think about this, customers don't want to spend time in a showroom. They expect to hassle when they get there and you're requiring them to do lots of research online. And then when they come back into the dealership, they kind of have to start over. Like that's not going to be a happy, relaxed, ready to buy customer right out of the gate. This is the new normal. This is the direction you have to go. It's no longer an option. You can't just say, well, that digital retailing is for someone else. Granted, in some markets, it may be a way slower rollout because you have an older demographic or you're in a community where you know, you're know you the only store. In that sense, you may have a little bit more latitude, but this is, without a doubt, the new normal. So we need to pay attention to things like this. And the article also talks about Porsche expecting that 30% of its vehicle sales will be online by 2025. Mercedes says 25%. Mark O'Neill, the COO of Cox Automotive, says... Across the industry, by 2025, online sales could represent up to 40%. You know, maybe that's a kind of a high number in in just, you know, six or seven years. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I guess we won't know. But the bottom line of all this is pay attention to consumer attention. Pay attention to the way they want to consume content. Pay attention to the level of value they put on their time and do everything you can to accommodate it. And if you're not doing that, you're going to disproportionately lose because a frustrated customer very quickly becomes a non-customer. 
So let's talk about a couple more things here that I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about things I want to talk about. It's my podcast. I guess I get to do that, especially when there's not a guest. So one other element that I wanted to talk about is Facebook stepping into 3D memories and photos. Now, there is a tie together between the CarMax article and the Facebook article. The CarMax article talks about CarMax integrating 360 photo. Now, that's not new in the car industry. But having it for every vehicle and an easy way to navigate it is obviously in response to the consumer demand. We look at sites like Carvana who have upped the ante in what it is to you know, observe and be able to inspect a vehicle online. So CarMax has, has upped the game and they're doing 360s of their interiors. And that's probably not the end of it. There are going to be other ways to experience the car. There's photos, there's videos, there's 360 photos, um, there's VR. And just recently, Facebook announced that they're stepping into 3D memories and photos that you don't need a specialized camera for. So basically, if you think about it, as you move a device left and right, you can see the the objects move as if you're you're kind of in a third dimension there. Facebook's designed an algorithm and they're going to start displaying back to you your photos and memories in a 3D format with a standard smartphone and with a regular picture. So you may not think this is a big deal. Who knows? The way things go up and down, it may not end up being a big deal. But usually when Facebook does something like this, it's in response to consumer attention and understanding that this type of imagery will get the eyeballs to lock on for longer. So when Facebook changes something, we need to pay attention because we are also generating tons of photo content for our consumers to observe. And however we get used to looking at things on Facebook is the way we just get used to looking at things. So Facebook, once that starts, you know, the platforms, if it catches on, it's going to go across the platforms and it's just going to become the new normal. We're going to link that article up. It's a digitaltrends.com article about Facebook stepping into 3D memories. And I just thought it was worth mentioning because of the, the nature of our attention and how what gets our attention changes. And this is progressive. I don't think any dealers have 3D photos. Actually, I'd probably bet a lot of money on the fact that they don't. But there's a good likelihood that we're going to have to. So there's the Facebook article. I want to talk for a second about a Google article that came up and... Yes, a Google article based on a research study they did, car buying process, one consumer's 900 plus digital interaction. Now we know that there are like 24 touch points, 19 of which are digital in the car buying process. And if that's the case, then we should absolutely cater to the digital touch points and we should put more attention on getting the attention there first and making sure the consumer's interaction with those touch points are fast, easy, simple, and pleasant. And so this article that we'll link up, it's thinkwithgoogle.com. And it's an article that goes through a buyer's journey, an actual buyer's journey. This isn't hypothetical. Um, maybe they gave her a fake name. I think they named her Stacy. Yeah, 32-year-old mother of two. And they said 71% of her digital interactions occurred on mobile. And this article goes through the process of what they call the shopping moments. Each of these shopping moments, she kind of made a different micro decision. So there are moments that went through which car is best for me, which car is right for me, can I afford it moments, where should I buy it, which is where dealership branding and reach really comes into play because the customer's doing all this research and it shows her bouncing around from manufacturer sites to review sites to manufacturer sites and eventually she lands on a dealer site. And that's the moment of truth for your dealership. Did you show up? Were you in the mix? What was the first impression when they saw it? Did they feel safe? And then finally, the am I getting a good deal moments? And this is where trust really comes in handy. So we're going to link this article up as well. And it is just an awesome, I thought it was an awesome way to just watch a customer's real journey 
through all these different moments and how they came to their decision. So to wrap up all of this, the customers are spending time online, a lot of time online, most of their time online. And if we're not catering to that, we're going to lose disproportionately lose if you don't get serious about digital retailing in a very acute manner right now. So wherever you are in the process, if you haven't started, or you're just getting in, go deeper. Spend the time it takes to get educated on it. Even if it's tough to understand, spend the time, get educated on it. If you're already in the process, then push your pedal to the ground. You need to get going. This is not going to slow down. It's going to continue. And the dealerships that are behind on this are going to seem way further behind in 12 months from now. The the buyer's journey, so we played some clips a few weeks ago from, you know, the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross classic car movie, Put That Coffee Down, Coffee is for Closers, and Alec Baldwin in that, you know, he goes down a classic sales thread, flips the chalkboard over and says, A-I-D-A, attention, interest, desire, action. And then he goes through and gets really colorful about how he explains it. But I think one thing we can take a little comfort in is that that hasn't changed. It's still an accurate tool to communicate you know, to a buyer throughout the process. Attention, right? That's the market consideration. Interest is the model consideration, right? Which model is right for me? Desire is which dealer do I want to do business with? Who do I want to talk to in, in action, right? We're going to make the deal. So still valid. People are still people. They will always be people. Just the way we communicate with each other is different. So that's some good news is the fact that people are still people. And if you can understand people and meet them where they're at, you can sell cars and serve customers and retain business and continue being profitable and successful. So I hope that this podcast, as we always say, we just want it to provoke thought. We want it to move you to action. We don't want to tell you what to do. We just want to tell you what is out there and what the successful people are doing, where the consumer attention and interest is. We want to be a resource for you and continue the conversation. Hey, if you have a friend or a sales manager that's behind the eight ball, or if you have a friend who owns a dealership or you don't like, and they're not thinking this way, get them in the door, get them in the door so that we can move them from the reactive group to the active group. Or if they're in the active group, we can move them from the active group to the proactive group. And all of us can take a step forward as an industry, as we serve customers, as we move forward, because our belief My belief is that the local dealership model should be able to offer the very best customer experience because they understand the people they're selling to because they're in the community, they're staples of the community, they invest heavily, and they care. Thanks again for listening or maybe watching the Dealers Compressed podcast. Hope you're enjoying the new format, the Instagram TV, the video content that goes with the recorded podcast. And hey, if you're really enjoying it and you want to share it, please go to dealerscompressed.com and sign up for the email list. We will not spam you. We will send you one email per week with some new information and content. You'll know of things that are going on that we may not talk about on the podcast, or you can just subscribe on Google Play or iTunes or wherever it is or wherever it is that you're listening because that subscription, you know how it is. You click that button, a little bit more of a connection, a little more in the know. So again, thanks for being part of the community. Can't wait to talk to you next time.